Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Pure's Pew Talk. Um, today we're going to be talking about the after-action report for the Roanoke Badlands um, that happened a couple weeks ago, and uh, yeah, we're going to get a little insight on that. Um, Jeff, you have anything to say? Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to start off with Badlands Four. That was the last one we had at Roanoke in uh, Manetta, Virginia. The uh, We'll just go ahead with a quick description of how things went down. Uh, basically, the U.S. somehow managed to upseat Russia and steal victory at the last second. They won by two points. I think U.S. had 34 points, Russia had 32, and scavs were, were just trailing behind. Um, if we could have cracked that code breaker, man, I think, I think we could have made that game for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We were so close. Mm-hmm. Um, but for for those of you who maybe didn't go or didn't see any of the uh, the posts about what the objectives were, um, one of the missions that we had at Badlands 4 was uh, it was a chain of events that if you did everything in the right order would result in like a an alternate plot, uh, a, a sequence of missions that you can do one after the other. Um, almost like a, a quest line, like a Fallout quest line. It was pretty cool. But the uh, the first one was doing this chain code thing to unlock a briefcase. You had to get six codes, figure out how to organize them. Uh, there were clues on each of the numbers in the code to tell you where it should go. And then once you opened up the briefcase, you'd say a code phrase, and that initiates part two of the, the quest. Um, the scavengers got the whole code, and we... Uh, we were making our final push to the uh, the briefcase, and we were like, what, twenty feet, maybe, like twenty feet from the the case before game ended. Yeah, I wasn't Absolutely I wasn't there at that point, so I, I wouldn't be able to speak to that. But yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. I, I... was that uh, was that on Sunday that happened? Um, that was on Saturday. Oh, that wasn't Saturday. Okay, that was, yeah, that was that's Saturday, unfortunate. The last session on Saturday. I feel like I feel like. Uh... I feel like the the quest line probably should have started with something a little less like monumental of a task because <laughs> actually getting around, especially where we were as a scav team, um, and getting around those places, like we were just constantly getting just destroyed by either team on either side of us. Um, so actually, like branching out far enough to be able to go get those codes was a real challenge. Yeah, um, we had to go out of our way with. Uh, let's see, that was John. Yeah, John Davis uh, leading. Uh, part of the Russian forces specifically to go find that last number we didn't have. That yeah. that took a good like hour getting people down there. Mm-hmm. I will say, um, um, it, it was it was a lot of fun though going down uh, to the Russian base area. That was I I only got to see that part of the map once, um, that entire day. But that was a lot of fun. Getting uh, the, I I loved it honestly. Like I, this is one of my favorite badlands to date just because of all the awesome combat that we had yes us was pushing us hard mm-hmm. but man we had some gorgeous flanks like off the get-go like i was late to the game because i was running chrono for ray yeah. but uh when i got on and we were able to get that first push man yes mm-hmm. we did get wiped out but that was some awesome movement yeah. and it was just non-stop just continuously pushing grinding getting flanks every now and again that's mm-hmm. my kind of gameplay yeah I feel that. I will say I was probably the most physically strenuous, and I'm in better shape than I have been since I started playing Airsoft now than I ever have been. 
And, and that was the most physically strenuous game I've ever played, um, by far. Uh, I, I saw I, you uh, ditch the the AK. Yes, I, I, I ditched almost all my wagon. gear. Yeah, by the end, I was I was like just walking around with my Colt single action army, going for picks <laughs> at that point because I was just like, if I have to carry this gear around for one more second, I'm literally going to collapse. So. Um, it was. Did it you was... get some gnarly ambushes with that? Oh, I did. Yeah, no, I got. Um, I got. I think three, three or four, um, guys from behind. It was a lot of fun. I, I just kind of let them advance. It was the U.S. team. I let them advance past me. I just came out and I just started walking. Like I just walked towards <laughs> them. And they, so when you walk with that much purpose, they think you're either like a moderator or something. Like they, they don't, they don't, don't expect you to be an enemy person. That's just like walking up to them. So yeah, I just I just walked up to them and shot them in the face. <laughs> Not in the face. Oh, actually, one was in the face, right in the goggles. But the other ones, oh, no. uh, yeah, I got them in the back. Brutal, um, brutal. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, for, for for people who aren't aware, that pistol does not have a hop up, so range oh, yeah. is like non-existent. Yeah, you got to be That's within crazy. like twenty yards if you want to hit anything. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The uh... if you had to pick one favorite moment from from the whole like event what what would you say was your number one? Oh, that was probably it <laughs> <laughs> i've got to say uh right there that was that was probably the peak right there um understandably yeah i i other than that it was really funny i was i was i did one little thing where i just was like i'm just gonna go somewhere and chill and I'm, i was like i'm just gonna go up on the top of the tower um, you know that like I don't know what they call it at the at the field, but the uh, the one compound with the big like watchtower that's in front of the U.S. base. Oh um, yeah, I I was I just went up there. I um there was a seat up there. I just I just was lounging, had my feet up and everything. And the U.S. team started rolling up to me, and they pointed at me, and I was like I waved to them, and then they just started shooting. <laughs> So I just, I literally dived out of the chair onto the ground and I was like, why are you shoot at me, bro? I chill. Like, and like they, uh, yeah, they, they smoked me out eventually, but they wasted like three smoke grenades clearing out one guy for like no reason. So that hey, was you made him waste uh, 15 bucks on you. So I said, that's a good trade. <laughs> I would say so as well, except for the fact it's like real money. I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, just, just come up here and shoot me. Come on. It'd be more fun. I'm yeah. usually super pyro happy, but uh, it took me a minute to actually start like throwing the pyro just because with the layout at Roanoke, um, there was a lot of longer range engagements. So I would usually end up just hitting people with BBs rather than getting close enough to be able to effectively use the smoke. Yeah. But um, near the end of the game day, I just started rushing people so I could throw smokes. That was kind of funny. I was like chucking smokes to people left and right. Like, hey, you get a yellow smoke. You get a black smoke. You get a black smoke. I was the uh, Oprah of pyrotechnics. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I think if I had to pick a favorite moment, it would probably be... Uh, <laughs> there is this one point where, go figure, I was killed by US again. I think it was, uh, it was Redbeard, uh, Matt, who was uh, shooting at me. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I, I was downed. I was in my down state, and I was trying to crawl away as fast as I could. The U.S. sees my armband. They know that I'm a VIP. They want those trophies, or those little uh, skull tokens from me, the yep. VIP points. And uh, they start booking it. And I'm just, like, screaming for you guys to start shooting at them. And at one point, oh, I, yeah. I, 
I get down, I start rolling on the ground so you guys can shoot over me and hit the guys who are coming behind me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's the first time I've ever done that in an airsoft game, and yeah. I'll be honest, it was hilarious. That was pretty it. intense. Yeah, I was that the one right outside of our base. Yes, right yeah. outside of our base. Mm-hmm. They they wanted those points. They really did. Yeah, I I, I will. Ashamed... Sh- yeah, that w- yeah. Go go ahead. What are you say? I was just gonna say I'm ashamed to say that I did lose all five of my tokens. Oh, um, that's not surprising at all. Yeah, <laughs> I think I saw you go down three times, personally. Oh, so. dude, dude, I, I I was getting ripped up, but you yeah. know, squad leads, man, we gotta lead by example. Yeah, yeah, lead from the front. That does it is it is a little weird that uh, the the SLs carry the the tokens because I do feel like it kind of does encourage like the SLs to basically just be uh less ncos and more like just officers they want to keep protected and stuff um so it's a little strange i think for that reason but i think it's to help motivate combat and uh people seeing those armbands and being motivated to go attack even if they maybe wouldn't have otherwise yeah i guess so um yeah i i i could definitely understand that i do feel like uh you don't really need Especially at Roanoke, you don't need a whole lot of inspiration to go fight people, though. Because <laughs> everything's so close, like, you're just constantly inundated with gunfights there. It's crazy. As big as the field is, there was nonstop action. Yeah. Um, I Well, it, I feel like everybody, except for Russia, was getting... Just the front door was just a battlefield the entire time. Uh, Russia got very lucky with their spawn because it actually was kind of out of the way. Um, but... Yeah, we were just uh, we we're just getting pummeled, both of us. It was a catch twenty two with the the Russian spawn because they were out of the way. But wow, that was a long walk to the parking lot. It, yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, they had they had a vehicle though, so there was that at least. <gasps> That's right. I forgot they had that. Tunnel. Yeah. So I I wasn't I wasn't too uh, I wasn't too sorry for them. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish I had a ride over. That'd be nice to get some breeze. Not too sympathetic. Yeah. All right. All right. So. For anyone who doesn't know, we do have Badlands 5 coming up in uh, June. It will be the first weekend of June. I believe that's the third, the second and the third, that Friday and Saturday. Um, show up Friday. Uh, we may have a night game. Like, no, no, no. There's no night game for this one. And then uh, show up Friday, have a cookout. And then um, Saturday is when we're going to have a full day of gameplay. I think Ray set two four-hour windows. The usual gameplay is like three-hour windows, so that'll give us a little bit extra time to get some spicy objectives going. Yeah. Um, well, we're going to go ahead and transition our topic here a little bit. Uh, for people who are in the Virginia area, maybe closer to the East Coast, you may know of a certain airsoft field called Balahack. Yeah, I don't think anyone's heard of that one. <laughs> yeah, Swamp Sniper, never heard of him. It's pretty underground, yeah. Um, but one of our guys here in the chat is actually here from a past event that was at Balahack. You uh you want to tell us a little bit about that, who you are and what event that was? Yeah, hey, uh Rabbi here went to uh Fertile Crescent eight, uh held this last weekend, so today's twenty seventh, so it was what the uh twenty second, twenty third. Um and yeah, it was, it was a two-day event there. Um, it's 
it's my as my usual i always go to their revelation fertile crescent series since rev 9 going through fertile crescent 6 7 8 now and revelations 9 10 11 and 12 which is this last one um so yeah it's it's a bit of a tradition for me at this point in time what would you say the gameplay? So I I, I was at a uh, Fertile Crescent four way back when, and I haven't been able to make it to any of the Rev games or Fertile Crescent games since. Uh, how would you describe the yeah. gameplay at the Fertile Crescent that you went to? Yeah, I think since about Rev ten and Fertile Crescent seven, they've been putting in a ongoing storyline for both of them between the Revelation story and the Fertile Crescent story. So Fertile Crescent six and seven. Uh, especially seven, they uh, began introducing this ongoing storyline of uh, a fungus called Gaia and a fungus called Kronos, uh, red and yellow, respectively. Um, and Fertile Crescent Seven, you you kind of chose who you wanted to support. You can kind of be uh, Kronos, or you could be Gaia. Um, you, they had this uh, colored powder, which is used a lot for, like, the Indian holiday of Holly Festival of Colors, where you kind of, like, throw this powder all over people and it turns them whatever color the powder is, and it just stays on you. It doesn't go anywhere. It's very fine. Oh, yeah, it's um, like a flower consistency, right? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 colored uh, 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 cornmeal or corn dust or something like that. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's a lot of fun, especially with the color, because uh, at least last Fertile Crescent, they're like literally chucking just handfuls of this stuff at each other. Um, so this one, they tried to continue that story between Kronos uh, and Guy and, and the uh, aggression between the two while introducing a new color, purple, which is this uh, invading fungus that, that turns you into zombies. Um and then there was also another faction called Science, who was just trying to survive all this through science. They're, what an incredibly imaginative name for a faction. <laughs> Very imaginative. Well, they didn't actually have a name, it's just the players dubbed them Science. Okay. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, play, players just dubbed them. Um, so this was their first time doing a two-day victory, as opposed to getting victory both days. You can either get a victory Saturday or get a victory Saturday. This time, what they did was Saturday was essentially introducing you to the event. Who are all the main role players? Who leads Kronos? Who leads Gaia? Who leads the science faction? Where are these people located? And where is everything on the on the field? So, and kind of getting you introduced to what faction you want to be a part of. So, uh, Gaia was kind of located over near the pond, over in and around the pond area. So the, as soon as you walk in from the main uh, uh, parking lot, you go left and you head up north and you hit that large pond while Kronos was down south of the field just a little bit past uh, the landing zone, LZ. So when you go into the field, you turn right. So uh, our group of five, there's a group of five of us uh, who we usually run together. We've run together since uh, Rev 11, uh, between Rev 11, uh, Fortress 7, Rev 12, and now... Uh, we're all running together, so uh, we, had, we had a nice little group of five. Uh, everybody got brought grenades. Uh, I think uh, one guy with us had about ten grenades on him, hey. armed at any given time. Another guy had six. Another guy had seven. I had my two green gas grenades. Uh, most of the most of the other grenades were just thunderbees. Um, but yeah, we uh, just apparently had a lot of grenades. That was not planned. It's just everybody showed up at the parking lot, showed armfuls of grenades. We're like, oh, I guess we have grenades. <laughs> 
Hey, that's a foolproof battle Which for Oh, for Rev, it's a wonderful foolproof battle plan, especially since I, I showed them how to do quick releases for them. Um, which is excellent for Rev, um, as I will explain later. Um, but we also know how the game works, so a lot of us brought a lot of tradables, uh, because they completely changed the economy this year, no longer using caps. They've been using bottle caps for currency for since the start of Rev. It's been bottle caps, but this time, no caps were allowed, no caps were exchanged. Uh, they're using script, which is this paper money. So uh, we knew this, so we brought a whole bunch of unique tradables. Uh, several of them tailored to certain role players, because we knew certain role players would pay a lot for them. At this point in time, we kind of know the personalities of some of the role players. We know what they look for. Um, so one big tradable we had was Stu. Um, Stu is a skull with flower engravings all over him. Um, oh, yeah, I saw and that. Stu will become... Yeah, and Stu will become a very important player uh, to the Gaia faction um, as he kind of becomes the de facto non-organic leader of Gaia, taking its place, taking the taking the place on the shrine, and as a thing of worship. Uh, several groups uh, spilled blood on on him. Other groups put powder on him. Other groups put smoke all over him. By the way, Stu was important. Uh, didn't expect that when we gave them Stu, but they loved Stu. <laughs> Uh, so that was the first time we came across Gaia, and so at that point in time, the the three ladies, the the three witches there, the role players are leaders of Gaia. Asked us, "Do we want to join Gaia?" Like, well, it's only ten thirty. The game's just started, and we'll be given a red band, which makes us, which is which marks us as Gaia. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. We're like, ah, why not? Let's see what happens. So we mark ourselves up. We're the first of Gaia. Um, I was the absolute first. They had to open the roll of tape for me. Um, and we are tasked with provide, with retrieving three yellow bands per person. So we need 15 yellow bands. We're like, okay, so I guess we got to do goon shit. Um, which we found out we're very good at. Um, <laughs> we're very good at murking people. So we're we're walking around now. We're walking with the bands on our arms. And nothing's happening to us. Like, Okay, we see a few yellow bands around. They're just ignoring us. We're like, okay, this is fine. We walk up north. We walk up the main road. We walk through town. We go up north. We talk to science. We do stuff around there. We're walking south. We're heading south down towards the halfback bunker. Um, and just nothing's happening. We're just like, okay, we keep passing groups of yellow tapes. Nothing happens. And we're like, okay, well, this is weird. And finally, I just throw a grenade. I just throw a grenade to the next group of yellow that are walking by. Um, kill about six of the ten of them, then my then the rest of my group mops up the last of them, and uh, Robert, our medic and bank, kind of comes walking up from the very back where he's safe, and just starts rezzing us, and we say, hey, can we grab your bands? And they're like, why? What do you mean, why? You're tagged with Kronos, right? We're like, yeah. Your bands. I mean, your bands. <laughs> That's the mission? They're like, oh, we didn't know that. Oh! So none of you were told to collect red bands? He was like, no. Oh, this just got a lot easier. <laughs> um, so that begins our our tyranny of Kronos. Um, every group of red bands, we every group of red bands we come across, I'm about 50 paces ahead of our group. I'll just walk into the middle of them, drop a grenade, kill most of them, usually myself too. Um, the rest of my group will come up, mop up the rest, we'll grab the bands, we'll and repeat. Um, I get shot a lot, um, just as, as a side note, I, I came home with a lot of welts that night. Um, 
it worked. The plan works. I, I walk faster than the rest of my group, so I just, whenever they saw me reach for my belt, they knew I was grabbing a grenade, so they put their guns up. Um, I didn't bother telling them because they figured it out right quick. Um, and so we came back with about 25 yellow bands uh, for for the five of us. Wow. Uh, we got a lot of money for that. Uh, I'm certain. kind of got our names written in. And uh, for the rest of the day, we just kept hunting more Kronos. That's when we found out that a lot of groups we were hunting eventually just turned to Gaia. Um, we, we, we were killing them so hard that people decided just, just to up. switch sides. Yeah. yeah they decided <laughs> to switch sides. Join them. Yeah. And, and so by the end of the day, uh, we had collected about 35 bands uh, between the five of us. And Gaia was about uh, 150 people versus like. 40 chronos wow oh uh, gosh yeah a, a lot of chronos just stopped getting bands because at that point in time whenever yellow bands showed up they got shot whenever wherever they were is a death sentence um, yeah, it was a death sentence um so coming off the field that day we we're hoping maybe it'll it'll even out uh, next day sunday which luckily it did um sunday evened out a bit more after happy about we made a lot of money day one just through tradables trading things out we only managed to get one stim pack for a group, which was difficult wow. to own. So it's important to note in Frontal Crescent, the only way for you to be revived is stim pack. Um, and they're expensive, they're hard to find, uh, and they're expensive, but they're not lootable. So as long as you've got a stim pack, you've got it for the rest of the time. But we did manage to get ourselves one stim pack, luckily, but they were hard to find. So the next day we're hoping to come in at a, uh, a stim pack immediately with the loot, but made out with a lot of money. We uh, we had a lot of money by the end of the day. Um, it's important to note the looting rules for this. So when you're shot, you can be looted for uh, 10 of your scripts or a gameplay item or a lootable. If you have a special lootable on you, you can bring lootables. Um, no one ever really looted us. Uh, luckily, we were, we were pretty good at not being killed without purpose. Um, without our, purpose, he group, says. Yeah, our, our group arrangement took a fairly natural order of me in front. Uh, about ten paces back were four of our guys, followed by ten paces back was our medic and bank. Held all of our money. Um, we, we put all of our money on one person because if you can loot ten from each person, but only one person has the money, well, you're going to lose in ten. Um, so... The bank had the stim pack and all our money. And usually if someone has a stim pack and is stimming people, they're not usually shot. Um, I think that's just a natural rule at, at Fertile Crescent is if you see someone stimming someone, you don't usually shoot them. Because that person can also stim you if you get shot. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's like a Red Cross thing. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like a weird natural Red Cross thing. If you have a stim pack, you're usually fairly safe for really no other reason than people you stem them um i mean this this is even if true if you just shoot somebody and stem them the rest of the group won't shoot you um they'll just be like okay that was weird but you're stemming them so uh have fun have a nice day bye huh. uh, yeah it's it's a very strange thing that occurs i guess i'm just glad not to have to walk the respawn yeah. Uh, yeah, because that's the thing. There's only four respawns on the field in the far corners of the field. So if you die, you take that long walk back and you got to be there for a minute and then you take the long walk back to wherever you're going. Hope you don't get shot again. So people don't want to shoot people with stim packs because stim packs can revive you. <laughs> 
So, uh, that was first day. It wasn't bad. Uh, got money, got a stim pack, got a lot of kills. Lots of kills. Uh, second day rolls up, and it's a bit different. This Today, there's no bans. Just go to your leader, and you get doused in whatever colored powder that your, your uh, faction is. So, there's no hiding your faction at this point in time, because you are either red all over or yellow all over. Um, and then this is where the fun starts. Uh, because during today, you have to prove yourself worthy to your faction to, to get yourself a, a victory coin. So we're there at the start. Um, the, uh, the faction leaders are doing their speech. So guy, the, our guy leaders are doing their speech about this and that and whatever else. Um, this guy holds up his gun and says, hey, we're headhunters. Who wants to headhunt? Me and the other four guys kind of look at each other like, that sounds fun. Let's give it a try. <laughs> we go over and we join these five other guys. Like, cool. Well, they've got a stim pack too, so great. Two stim packs from the ten of us. Cool. So this guy kind of takes charge. He goes up to one of the leaders and says, hey, we're headhunters. What do you want done? And this mission pops up saying, we need to learn, We need to find someone about the group embassy. Like, okay, that's weird. Never heard of that. But... Let's give it a go. Let's re let let's investigate the group embassy. Um, so we we head over into town. Uh, we're money bags. So we're like, hey, we're putting twenty five script bounty on anyone that has information about embassy. So that was blasted over the radio. Um, by the way, there's a radio for Fertile Crescent uh, that is hosted in the center building, the Escher. We put bounties on. You can put uh, all outs, anything like that. So we put twenty five script bounty on any information about uh, embassy. And so we continue on our way. Uh, the group splits up. Five go north. Five of us go into town. And uh, with, the, with the express uh, idea that they will question north and we'll all meet back up about half-whack bunker, um, halfway between. So we, we divvy up the responsibility and go, I talked to the bar. I talked to uh, the radio man. We talked to the Templars. The Templars is a group of folks dressed up as Templar knights, but are kind of like the uh, Brotherhood of Steel from Fallout. They're kind of nightly, but are are collecting technology and stuff. Hmm. Um, That's pretty cool. They're, they're a group of role players. Yeah, they're pretty cool. So we talk to them about that. And we find out that they're willing to give money too on any, on any information for embassy. We're like, okay. Uh, we kill a few yellow folks while we're in town, of course, because if they're yellow, they're dead. Um, <laughs> and uh, ask the Minutemen. Uh, we ask about anyone in town about embassy. No one knows anything about embassy. No one's heard about them. No one's no one knows what color they are. I don't know if it's a player-run faction. I don't know if it's an NPC-run faction. No one knows. We're like, okay, this is strange. We start going to the main road. At this point in time, as we're walking, just every couple minutes, I just scream out five scripts for any information on embassy. Five scripts for any information on embassy. Just top of my lungs, whoever's listening. Nothing comes forward. No no one understands we're talking about embassy. We're like, this is really weird. Uh, finally, we all meet up at Halfback Bunker with the rest of the group. And we find out that Purple Coat, who is one of the one of the role players and the uh, uh, science folks, are saying that the Templars are embassy. We're going. Well, that's weird because we saw no one with any special color bands. There's no special people around them. And they pay that's you strange. for information. Yeah, they're paying us for information. That's strange. Um, so we we talk to Purple Coat again. We find out that yeah, the, this one particular Templar dude is an informant for Embassy. So, okay, 
This is the first time that there has been a... So, metagaming, this is the first time that they have done a role-player bounty. Normally, role-players are immune to things like that. They yeah. you don't do anything with role-players. You don't shoot them. You don't do anything like that. So we start figuring out, oh, okay, so this is a a exfiltration, exfiltration quest. That's really cool. But how do we exfiltrate an NPC? They're immune to shooting. Can't kill them. So let's see what we can do. So we get to town, and we go, okay, here's the plan. U5 go left of street. U5 go right of street. You know, Embassy is aligned with Kronos, so let's go through town. If it's yellow, it's dead. Cool. So we go through town, we murder all, we kill all the yellow without losing anybody. Uh, at this point in time, the sides are much more even. There's about 80 Kronos to about 100 Gaia, so much more even. And town, of course, is that center point where there's a uh, mixture between the two quite often. Um... All the way through town, we kill a guy over across the road who's Kronos, and we say, hey, Templar guy, you. We point to the guy who we know is the guy we have to exfiltrate. This guy needs a stim. He's, he's Kronos. He's like, oh, okay, I'll come on over. So he starts <laughs> running over. Our other five guys follow him, and just before he starts stimming the guy, we snag him. We grab him by the collar and start pulling him out of town. Um, works flawlessly. No one gets shot. There's some weird raised eyebrows, but we, we march them all the way back to the lake, uh, put them down. We definitely don't waterboard them. Uh, <laughs> and and we, we go on with our next mission, um, which is to find this straw hat guy with, uh, with a briefcase. We're like, okay, weird. Let's head back north and go south again. So we're up north. Uh, so we're up north doing questions and doing all that. And suddenly we hear over the radio... Uh, all Kronos need to report to North Firebase immediately. All Kronos need to go to North Firebase. Like, oh, we're in North Firebase. Oh, no. <laughs> we should leave. <laughs> so we book it down North Pond Trail. Um, and luckily, no one's using North Pond Trail. So we get to the, the halfway down North Pond Trail where it's that fork. We stop and we're like, Okay, well, no one's here. We can see Kronos folks just arching down the main road through the forest. There's a ton of them. Like, okay, well, weird. let's just go watch them, watch them from the forest. So we kind of go, we kind of sneak up the forest a little bit. We just sort of sit there in the shadows so we can't see the color. We just sort of wave at folks to let them know that we're there so they don't feel threatened and they don't bother shooting us because they're trying to get somewhere too. So we figure we're safe. Go by, watch them go by. There's a big break. And we notice a straw hat guy walking. It's like three or four Kronos guys around. And we're like, that the guy? We're like, we think that's the guy. Does he have, a, does he have an armband? Hey, he's got a role player armband. I think that's the guy. Okay, let's get him. So we pop out, shoot the three or four guys around him, snag him, pull him into the forest, and take him back to base. Um, just right amidst all the rest of the Kronos folks. No, no one is the wiser. There's just three dead Kronos in the road, so we keep going back. Uh, we get him back to base, and that's when they're like, okay, so uh, what's everybody's names? Here, Here's your marker for your victory coin. And at this point in time, it's only 2 o'clock. Wow. like, well, that was cool. What else are we going to do? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's go into town. Let's just go into town. Yeah, let's go into town. Let's do that. We go into town. That's when we decide to use all our grenades. <laughs> um, that close quarters, There's a lot man. going around town. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's some folks in the courtyard. I just sort of walk up to the wall. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, drop grenade behind the wall. <laughs> uh, there's a there's this huge juggernaut guy with a huge machine gun uh, just sort of in the middle of town uh, with Kronos on him. He doesn't bother with us for some reason, I'll know, but my gun is very quiet. Extremely quiet. Oh, you got that. So I just have it yeah, so I just I just have it slung over my shoulder, kind of uh, laying parallel to the ground. I just sort of turn a little bit, pull the trigger, blink, turn back, you hit. He gets revived by by Templar folks. I'm like, didn't see me do it. I don't saw me do it either. I wonder if I can do this again. I let him live for a couple minutes. I turn, pop, pop, blink, turn back, hit. Gets revived again. No one's seeing me do this. <laughs> I did this job like four or five times You're before just I just stopped it. because I was getting bored. Yeah, uh. yeah. But finally, he goes into the courtyard with the rest of his crew just because he's tired of being in the middle of the street and getting shot. And that's when I walk over with another grenade, and just like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Whoops! There's a grenade, and it goes off. <laughs> uh, so, just an FYI, these ASG tornado apocalypse grenades are. Excellent. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you were using. Excellent grenades. Oh my yeah. gosh, this thing got so many kills. I need to this pattern is insane. Yeah, the, and the thing is, it gets so far that oftentimes I'm killing myself with it because I can't throw it far enough for a BB not to hit me. Oh, um, the spread's that good? Oh my gosh, the spread is huge. There, I died to my own grenade more often than they shot me. <laughs> because I, I'd kill like five or six of them, but There'd still be an opening for a BB to get to me and it would pick me right in the chest or something. But, uh... You think yeah, the, the spread, spread is, is better on those than Pyro? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Much better. Much, much Yeah, the EG-67s well. only have, like, I think it was 20-something little pellets inside of them. Really? As no. opposed yeah, to the, like, 160 and, you get the... Yeah, 150. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and I was using these things on field, mud... Those are very uh, aptly named, whatever. then I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful grenade. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, just pop popping into the room while I'm while I'm leaving, just you know, off a belt, and just throwing it down a street. I got a lot of kills. Uh, the best one I got was a seven man group. I got a bounty from one of the refs uh, to kill his friends. They're all dressed as plumbers. It was like this plumber group. And they're just all standing there in North Firebase talking. I'm like, I think I see yellow on you. Pops grenade. Got all eight of them. All eight of them dead. <laughs> Is that the one you took the picture of? I think I saw that on Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, that, that was the picture of that, of that plumber group there. That was awesome. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I we did very good Chaos Gremlin stuff. Uh, and we were really good at it. Especially getting away with it, too. Usually I'd be the only one dying because, I mean, I, I was the one tossing the grenade and everyone saw that. Uh, then Robert would come up and the behind us, our, our stem guy, like, oh gosh, what happened here? Oh, that's terrible. Here, let me start reviving everybody. Give me your money. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your money. Hello, buddy. So yeah, how did the money uh, work? I heard that they went away from bottle caps. They went away from bottle caps. Yeah, they were called scripts. They were this paper money. Um, and it worked really well. Um, <clears throat> um, Tell me, how many people was... showed up with bottle caps expecting to use them and then were disappointed? 
not not too many actually. Uh, yeah, because it was very widely publicized. That's true. I, I saw that, that. That caps were not allowed. Yeah. yeah, I saw that on your Instagram a couple times. There was some personal player uh, merchants who were willing to take caps, but they stopped about halfway through Saturday. Yeah, you're, you're worthless. Because, why, why would you? Why would you accept those? <clears throat> Well, also the fact that uh, a, a rule was instituted that if anyone saw caps, role players were allowed to kill the people using caps. Whoa. Okay, that's a little, yeah. that's a little militant. <laughs> yeah, because the, the story is that the caps are also infected with this outside fungus. And that's why that uh, the, the crescent is safe is because they stopped taking caps. Uh, so in order to preserve the, the entity of the fertile crescent, anyone with caps is killed and buried on site. It's an awfully, it's an awfully complex lore reason when they could have just said overinflation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they did that. <laughs> well, uh, it's funny because the 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 overinflation, of course, is one of the reasons they got rid of cap. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> like, Fair, it makes Fertile sense Crescent in universe. 12, Fertile Crescent twelve. I came away with something like six hundred. I started with fifteen. Um, and it got to the point on Sunday where I was resing people I'm like, hey. Give me one cap, I'll res you. And a lot of folks are saying, I don't even have a cap. Okay. But you're out here with 600. And then there's other people with like 2,000. And then, yeah, there was me with 600. I'm like, well, I feel sorry for you. Here's three caps. <laughs> um, Balling. Yeah, it's and then like, they're like, it, oh, kill me again. Yeah, so it's it's like, it's like a very weird economy that, that was happening with the caps. Where some folks had plenty and some folks didn't have any. Yeah, so like you couldn't really make anything priced fairly, I guess, because some people could just yeah. buy everything, some people couldn't buy a darn thing. Yeah, that I mean, and, and that's the thing was like, folks were coming up to to role players like, "Hey, I'll I'll I need a stim." The role players like, "Well, I'll take two hundred caps for a stim." They're like, "Okay, here you go." Yeah, shit. Like, what? And other players were like, "Well, I've got ten. <laughs> Maybe you can uh, buy a pack of ramen or that. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I think that, that still happened to an extent with this one, where where folks did have scripts, while other folks had plenty of scripts. I think it's just a lot of it's down to just understanding how to do the game, understanding how to ask for quests. Yeah, um, that's what I struggled I did, with the most at Fertile Crescent Four was getting into the quest yeah. lines. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing. It's like how 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 do you get quests? How do you get money? That is definitely a skill at Revelations of Fertile Crescent that is necessary. Is under where to go for money. You gotta be, you gotta be <coughs> such a character that no one can ignore you. Exactly, that's it. I think that's the. I think that's a. <laughs> or have good trade. tradables. That's you. Yeah, or or have good tradables because uh, our group went in with a lot of tradables. Some guy had three D printed a lot of different stuff. One guy had three D printed Vault Boys with the uh, different colors. The guy had 3D printed like uh, fungus and the different colors. And, uh, of course, I had plenty of tradables that I just got off Amazon, like this, uh, like the this Da Vinci lockbox and uh, Stu was the skull, um, uh, a Vault Girl rubber ducky. Uh, I, I made a bunch of stuff like uh, fingers in jars with fake blood on it, an eyeball in a jar, jars of blood. Bags of blood, just really, it's, it's your, really your like imagination's blood. the limit. <laughs> blood, hey man, for very... revelations, blood sells. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very confusing Amazon shopping cart. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> my shopping cart is extremely confused on what I actually want. I have destroyed my algorithm. <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, yeah, you mentioned but, that uh, stew yeah. is something that became important later in the game. Oh yeah, he he got turned into a shrine uh, yeah. early on early on on Sunday and was involved in many of the rituals that that were going on. People would pray to Stu for Gaia. People would pour blood on Stu. Stu was uh, Stu was important. Stu was very popular. So is is, is just blood clarify, generally you brought him right? Yeah, Stu was a skull, uh, a skull with a flower motif uh, carved <laughs> on it. So what, what, what were you saying? Blood, blood is like a sacrificial implement in most scenarios then is that is that generally uh, what it's used for in, in the in the game blood is an implement of all kinds of stuff it's just uh, yeah it's just funny to have blood official uh currency uh decoration blood is a very um widely used implement yeah it's used for many different things i think, think wd-40 you can use it for anything there's secretly uh vampires within rev and no one knows. Yeah, you're giving away the next Revelations game, man. Come yeah. on. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the at the end of the day, our our group walked away with uh, victory points. So. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a pretty darn good rev. Yeah, I I I the well, how you describe this really makes me wish I could have gone. Yeah, uh, yeah, honestly, that that, that Def- sound definitely like try to make it to uh, Revelations Omega, which is yeah, I definitely uh definitely planning on it now. For sure. Cause, if yeah. you go there, you got to roll with uh, Rabbi and his crew, man. Sounds like they got the hook. Oh, up. yeah, they certainly. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's that's probably the biggest hurdle when it comes to going to events like that is, is knowing people. And if you're rolling with a group that knows people, you can actually have a good time. Um, well, the uh, the first rev I went to died. I didn't go with any. I just showed up. Yeah. I attached myself to a group and got a victory then. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, then you're kind of uh, leaving up to luck, impressive. though, most of the time. Uh, yeah, sometimes. I mean, as I explained, the, uh, our, our little headhunter team was just two groups that decided to work together, so I mean, there's always options there. I mean, there's always player-run factions, there's always groups that are looking for folks, or you want to tag along with other folks, you can. That's the great thing about Rev, is that you can just make your own group, or go alone. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I like the creativity aspect of it, that is, that is really interesting. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. All right. Well, this has been by far the longest episode we've done yet. Um, <laughs> have information, add? Yeah, no, legitimately, this is probably like uh, in terms of revs. It's kind of uh, it's hard to to really know exactly what to expect when you're like watching Swamp Sniper videos where he bit, like, knows everybody and it's all kind of like you know you're not going to get that same sort of experience hearing from somebody that's actually you know been there as you know just a regular player. That's definitely. Definitely good stuff to know. Anything to add, Jeffy? No, no, just that uh, I'm I'm jealous. I I couldn't go. Um, sounds like y'all had a oh, real you, blast. Jeffy. Hey, yeah. hey, I'll see you about Rev, man. Uh, y'all sound like a jolly crew. That could be fun. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're gonna wrap it up there. All right, everybody. I hope you've enjoyed listening, and uh, this has been Yuri's Pew Talk. See you next time.